The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. 11 minutes after 7, Mr. Outdoors is here. And he is uh, rocking till the dawn, I guess. Uh, Greg Roberts over at proweather.com. How you doing, Greg? Welcome to the Outdoor Report. Outdoor Report sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority. Driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Medford. So, now, freezing rain up in uh, the Portland area, and I'm kind of wondering about what are we looking like here with this new storm coming in this weekend, Greg. Why don't you give us a taste of what you're opining, what you figure is going to be going on, your best prognostication. Hmm? Well, first of all, it's nice to have a voice this week, unlike last week. And it was pretty funny because we got done last Friday, and immediately my uh, message inbox filled up. People were like, oh, my gosh, you sounded horrible. And, <laughs> yeah, I know I did. But... Well, you were playing with pain. Come on. It's like a football yeah, game. You you know? Know? Yeah, I, I gutted through it. And, honestly, really the reason why we did that, we'd already been off for two weeks, and I didn't really want – to miss last Friday, but um, yeah, much uh, much better this Friday. And when you look at the weather situation out there, you know, a lot of times you get within a 24-hour window of any given point, you've got a pretty good idea of what's actually going to happen. Well, this is one of those times that we're within 24 hours of Saturday, and we still really don't know for sure what's going to happen yet on Saturday because we're watching the slow that's going to be moving in, and we still don't know, is it going to go to the north of us, or is it going to go to the south of us? And if it goes to the north of us, that pulls warmer air up into this area and gets our snow levels up uh, probably 4,500, 5,500 feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. And then if it dives and goes south of us into Northern California, that does two things. It gets a snow level of around 3,000 feet or so, and then it definitely opens the door for some really heavy snow uh, down at Mount Shasta just because of how wind flows and alignments are going to work. So uh, we're going to get real terrain enhancement at Shasta. But we still don't know which way this low is going to go. What we do know for certain, there are things that can be um, stated with clarity. Number one, there is going to be a lot of rain and there is going to be a lot of mountain snow regardless of which path it takes. Um, So much rain now over at the coast that there are now aerial flood watches up over in Curry County, western Josephine County. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Coquille River up in Coos County is definitely expected to be getting to flood stage or at least certainly um, action level, meaning really high water coming through. We don't expect main stem flooding down here in Jackson and Josephine counties. for the rogue, but out there, western uh, Josephine County, yeah, going to have to watch the Illinois River, going to have to watch like Deer Creek, those um, smaller creeks out there, western Josephine County. So that's what the flood watch has gone up for. And then Curry County, of course, Chetco, Winchuck, all the other creeks there in Curry County uh, going to be keeping an eye on those situations with the amount of rainfall we expect to see. Up in the mountains, again, regardless of where snow levels wind up landing, there's going to be a lot of it. And All right, so uh, the basic takeaway then is that it's going to be valley rain, possibly yep. heavy valley rain, 
but it's not going to be cold enough in the valleys for snow. So it's going to be really uh, uh, 3,000 feet and above. We're going to be seeing a a big dump this weekend, right? Right, and it may may work out to be higher than that depending on where that low goes. But one thing for sure, you know, Crater Lake, Diamond Lake, um, you know, those elevations above 5,000 feet, this is going to be another measure it off in feet kind of event, not inches. And... It was really interesting how long it took winter to really show itself here, but now that it has, it's making up for lost time. I mean, obviously, Mount Ashland is open now, something they weren't last Friday. Um, It's limited in the number of runs that are open, and, you know, the snow cover is a little thin, and be prepared for that if you're going. Same thing is true down at Mount Shasta. Um, Again, they were not open last Friday. They were able to get open. So um, we we will continue to see snow coming in for both of the ski areas. And so that's the great news. You know, now that it's finally happened, it's going to keep happening. So that's awesome. All right. What um, is the uh, what is the the range looking over the next uh, week? You know, one, two, three weeks. Are we uh, looking at uh, enough snow that's probably going to be uh, saving and really helping out this uh, coming summer, let's say? That is definitely the case now. And, you know, it's funny because we talked about this um, before. Um, Pete Parsons, who is the lead meteorologist for the state of Oregon, for Oregon Department of Forestry, Oregon Ag, and NOAA had actually been in pretty good agreement about talking that um, they thought January and February were going to be warm and dry. Mm-hmm. Well, Weather West, um, right that week before Christmas, Weather West is an independent um, meteorological source. They began talking about how we were going to see an increase in storm activity the last week of December, and then it was going to carry all the way through to March. Weather West wound up getting it right. Interesting. All right. And I do have the link posted to that report that they came out with on our long-range forecast page over at Rogue Weather. So Pete and Noah, nope, they didn't get it right, but Weather West did. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing because they're the only ones that accurately predicted what we're seeing now with any kind of lead time at all. And, again, This came out the week before Christmas. Well, now here we are, you know, um, rolling into the middle of January, and we're seeing everything unfold exactly as they had said it was going to. So that being the case, I think we're looking at continued storminess. It certainly looks that way now with NOAA through the end of the month. Does this comport with... um... Now, what are we in, El Nino or La Nina? I forget where we are, supposedly. We're right in now. a strong El Nino. Okay, El Nino. Does this comport, uh, what we're seeing right now, does this comport with a strong El Nino, or does this yeah. kind of counter it? Um, it? It's still, I mean, obviously, the strong El Nino is going on, but definitely for what we've gotten into here, this is far more, if you want to characterize it, La Nina typical. Mm-hmm. This would be more La Nina typical, oh. especially what we're seeing right now. Okay. All right. I'm uh, glad to know that. That means more snow for us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It does mean more snow. It does mean more rain. And pretty typically with an El Nino setup, we're going to be pretty much the northern end 
of whatever moisture is typically going into California. But right now, the way these storms are working, uh, instead of just focused on California with a little bit of spread up here into southern Oregon, Mm -hmm. they're hitting the entire West Coast. And when you're looking at the kind of depth and impact that we're seeing on these storms from Canada all the way to Mexico, that is definitely more characteristic of what we see with La Nina-driven storms than El Nino. All right. I wanted to ask you, uh, and this is a a little bit about, uh, let's say, more of world news, but I noticed that the United Nations people were announcing climate that it was like the warmest that, again, is the warmest that it has ever been. Is that Uh real, in your opinion, meteorologically? Um, I think it is, but, you know, the reason why uh, they're overlooking, although NOAA is not, and it goes back to that massive volcanic eruption we had. Oh, uh, yeah, because, you know, you end up blowing, you know, millions of tons of water into the uh, stratosphere. It tends to change yep. things, doesn't it? it? It gives you that warming effect. And how long is that going to last? You just do not know, but definitely we are seeing, you know, I've always believed that a bigger driver for climate change, especially rapid, is always going to be volcanic-related far more than anything like, you know, you're driving your Suburban or things like that, because history has just shown us that can happen. And we're witnessing it again right now. Um, You know, so it's one of these things that, it's kind of hard to know just how long it's going to take for the effects of that to end. But I'm firmly convinced that part of what drove the whole climate change hysteria was we had a lot of major volcanic eruptions that happened from the mid-1980s through the mid-1990s with, of course, Pinatubo, which blew a tremendous amount of material into the air, which helped warm us up. Um, You know, I think a lot of what they claim based early on on climate change was far due more to volcanic effect. And then as the volcanic effect settled out, remember we hit the pause that nobody could explain. And what happened? Well, what happened was all of that stuff that got ejected out by all that volcanic activity finally settled in. That's very interesting because uh, there's uh, <clears throat> different types, of course, of volcanic activity. And I'm no volcanologist, so I'm just kind of spitballing like a you know regular guy, you know, mm-hmm. out there. But uh, you know, you have sulfur compounds and things like that, right. which are uh, uh, which it can be. You have aerosols, which would tend uh, if you have uh, if you're throwing lots of dust or ash in the air, that will tend to cool. Yep. That will tend to cool things, you know, somewhat. Right. But then there are some other aspects, like uh, you know, sulfur compounds, various other things that, that can sometimes be warming, you know, aspects yep. of it. So it depends on the type of uh, volcanic explosions or eruptions, what's actually being uh, thrown out in there. Another interesting. And that's, that's exactly the point I'm making because yeah. they picked up on all of that with all of that in the air and going, oh my goodness, the earth is warming. Well, then that all settled down. We lost, you know, the effects, and all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a minute, now what's going on? What happened? What happened here? Why did we have the pause? Well, mm-hmm. I just firmly believe that it was the. Um, lack of large-scale volcanic activity, that settling down helped cause that to happen. I was reading a uh, scientific paper, I forget uh, which source it was on, Uh, this was uh, a few months ago, and they were talking about how, oddly enough, volcanic activity tends to increase 
when the earth is cooling slightly because there's almost like the, the crust cools and starts compressing downward or shrinking in a little bit. It's kind of interesting when you look at that. You yeah. wouldn't think so. And there, there's all kinds of um, things that could both support that and then refute that. But sure. I think by and large on its premise, I think that's probably um, a bit accurate because, you know, temperature factor – does help factor into all of this and cold rock is brittle rock and you know weak points you know get more exploited shall we say by magma intrusions coming up from below so yeah i definitely i can i can see validity to that all right but uh one in one form or another i do b- predict that the earth will continue to muddle through you know in in, yes. in spite of the uh in spite of the greta thunbergs of the world and everything else, I, I think we will find a way to muddle through. And if we could just uh, kind of you know, get along and not destroy farming and uh, not uh, and not decide that the way that we're going to save the planet is to kill all of us, I think we'll be fine in 2024. Just saying. Well, okay? Yeah. All right. I agree. All right. Just trying try to take a, a moderate position on such things. Yeah, as far exactly. as As far as the outdoor stuff this weekend and, and going out and playing, really, it's either winter sports or forget about it, right? Because the river's going to be blown out, right? Well, right. yeah. And that's, you know, we were talking about that heavy rain potential and where there could be flooding. But let's be real. I mean, we're going to be seeing rain and we're going to see flows coming up, which will be blowing out streams. So, no, probably not the greatest weekend of steelheading we're going to be looking at. Um, You know, and honestly, for the winter sports people, and I was uh, doing a webcast play-by-play up at Rogue Valley Adventist last night, and a buddy of mine is there who is a... just avid snowmobiler and a skier and i just kind of looked at him i said well remember what i told you i said it's definitely happened so you can break out the sleds and the skis now and he just had a big old grin on his face because people were starting to ask me do you think mount ashland's going to open this year i mean clear back to last week i was getting messages from people i had a couple of schools reach out to me and go hey in february we're supposed to be doing our school program up at Mount Ashland, do you think they're going to be open? Should we plan for it? And I kept telling people, yes, I do think they're going to be open. Yes, you should be planning on it. It just, it took a while. I mean, the bummer for Mount Ashland is they did miss Christmas, but they opened just in time for another holiday weekend with Martin Luther King Jr. Day being on Monday and a holiday and school's out and a lot of people off from work. So they're they're picking up on a holiday weekend. And then you've got President's Day coming up in February. So I think they still are going to have some time to make up for what they lost with Christmas. Do they make it all up? I don't know. A lot of that's going to depend on the community and how much people want to get up there and play. But I do think that there's no situations resolved. I don't think this is open now to close later. I think they're open now. And we'll for the duration. For the rest of the season. All right, for the duration. We'll take that. Well, I'm going to take Monday off, too, on Martin Luther King Day Jr., and I'll be back on Tuesday. So. Uh, I'm not a skier, but uh, I'll probably be working on my Vanigan heater box, doing something uh, useful, putting that back together finally. You know, looking. Uh, you, so you found you found some parts then to be able to help you do that. Oh yeah, it wasn't uh, it, the thing is uh, I, I put in a new. It, it's just been sitting. It's about it's been about getting time to uh, devote to it. Oh, uh, devote okay. to it. I, I, don't I, know I, told, why I was thinking you were 
trying to locate parts. Okay? Yeah, no, we got that running. I got it back from the mechanic, but the uh, the blower was got, was out on it, and it just sat yeah. for a year and a half at the mechanic, and and so the fan went bad, and so I took you take out the heater box, and then you know there was a crappy aftermarket heater uh, core in there that had been put in you know three four years ago that had no heat output, and I guess there was like wow. a recall on them, and so it's like so I got it apart. And you got the little flaps that uh, that send the air to different areas, and the foam is right. rotted out after forty two years. You know, so I'm I'm re foaming this and polishing stuff up, and then I'm going to seal it up and put it back together and put the dash back in on Monday. That's nice. what, at least that's going to be the goal. We'll see. Okay, well, there you go, and uh, and we'll look forward to the day when we see the vintage Vanigan rolling yeah. down the road. Or if I if I'm not feeling ambitious, then I'll be watching the Greta Thunberg story on uh, Netflix or something like that. I don't. I'm just kidding. But uh. well, I'll tell you what. The one <laughs> speaking of Netflix and watching stories, uh, the wife has really gotten into the whole Jeffrey Epstein um, thing that they're presenting on Netflix. And it is rather stunning to see just how far back this actually went, and authorities were aware of what was going on. Oh, and, of course you know, they were. Of course they. This this was a, a joint CIA Mossad operation. Let's be real, okay? That's what this yeah, was on. A, a classic I mean, honeypot. Back in the early two thousands, they've yep. got the former police chief of Palm Beach talking about everything they were going through trying to get this guy prosecuted and you know it just kept getting stonewalled because of his connections yeah and in fact uh, in, in fact i think uh, intelligence said no he's ours right you know uh, i think it was or was it the fbi that told him to back off if i recall correctly eventually you know at least the part of the story that i'm seeing right now we haven't come to that yet it's starting to detail those investigations that were going on down there in Palm Beach in the early 2000s. Yeah, and, and, and we wonder why all— the it, local and state level. And we wonder why so many of our politicians act as if the, that there's uh, dirt on them. And then you remember Epstein Island and those kind of operations. I have no doubt that they're—and I'm just spitballing, of course. It's just my opinion. We all have an opinion. But uh, Epstein was a uh, a joint— Mossad CIA operation, a lot of big connections in there. And, of course, intelligence wants to have dirt on people. It's no different than when yep. uh, Hoover had uh, dirt on people oh, yeah. back then. And make them, and, and that's that's what is really controlling it. And yep. and you wonder why the politicians act as if they're controlled? Probably because they are. Well, there yep. we go. And on yep. that note, have a good weekend and go play in the snow, all right? We'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good, Bill. <laughs> Outdoor Report. Not the political opining, but the Outdoor Report is sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Medford. Greg Roberts, of course, holds down the fort at RogueWeather.com. When it comes to building materials, tools, and supplies, Hughes Lumber has been helping builders, homeowners, and contractors for over 30 years. Whether you're framing, siding a home, or building a deck, Hughes Lumber delivers everything you need to get the job done right at the best prices, but keeping your mind on your work is up to you. Hughes Lumber on Crater Lake Highway, next to Garrison's. When the IRS comes knocking, the news can be shocking. Tell them you've hired a CPA tax expert at First Response Resolution, located in Eagle Point. Leave speaking with the IRS to Zach. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Visit firstresponseirs.com today for a free consultation. American Industrial Door invites you to see their Wayne Dalton wood grain finish collection. 
Transform your curb appeal with high-quality, non-repeating wood grain that looks like a real wood door. The innovative design blends the strength of steel with the timeless beauty of wood. Wayne Dalton offers a variety of simulated wood finishes and window configurations, too. Count on the quality of Wayne Dalton and the expert service and installation of American Industrial Door. Showrooms on Crater Lake Avenue north of Vilas and Union Avenue in Grants Pass. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-659-8080. That's 1-800-659-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-659-8080. That's 1-800-659-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. So the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, print, print, print at Staples, you save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more. Up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. 770-5633. It is open phone time here for the rest of this hour. Kevin Starrett will join me after 8 o'clock. We'll talk about all the uh, wonderful Second Amendment supporting uh, efforts that the Oregon State Legislature will be (laughs) engaging in. Yeah, I'm uh, being a little sarcastic, but uh, we're getting kind of a... Uh, a little bit of news breaking out of legislative days. We'll kick that around here coming up. See, Bob sends me a picture of the the new double Big Mac. Yeah, the uh, McDonald's double Big Mac coming out. Oh, what wonderful garbage food. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, man, I got to tell you, if you're carnivore, I, li- I, li- I like the look of that. And he uh, talks about the, maybe a side order of Ozempic with that. Yeah, you can't help but notice that, uh, Bob, have uh, have you and everybody else noticed the the bevy of uh, Hollywood starlets and prostitutes and everybody all of a sudden getting skinny there? And I, I always want to start singing, oh, 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 Zampic, you were fat. Anyway, and not anymore, though. Very expensive, from what I understand. But then I was reading a story that they're coming out and saying, no, there is no risk of suicidal thoughts. So apparently there was like a... Uh, a side effect that some people were talking about of having suicidal thoughts. Oh, that's great. You're getting skinny and then you want to kill yourself or else, uh, you know, maybe go, uh, you know, shoot up the, the workplace or something like that. You know? Oh my gosh. I think I'd, uh, before I'd start taking that stuff, I think I'd like to hold back a little bit. I remember Fen Fen took a while before uh, people were finding out that was killing people too, but yeah, I know whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get skinny. I've kind of accepted myself. That's just uh, just the reality. Maybe I should take up smoking. 
No, taking up smoking to lose weight, that's probably even more expensive than uh, Ozempic these days. I don't, I don't know how anybody affords 10 bucks a pack. No, nine, 10 bucks a pack these days. Thank you, Oregon State Legislature. 770-KBD, let me talk with Deplorable Patrick. Patrick, take it away. What are you thinking? Well, Deplorable Patrick here, Bill. I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the victim card. It's not my fault. All right. I want to talk about more than one subject. That's on you. Oh. You generate all this. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, being deplorable is not an easy job, but I didn't take on the job. The job took me on, mm. so I'm a victim there, too. All right. And where did you want to go? Well, I just want to hit on Epstein briefly. It's such a disgusting subject that I, frankly, haven't kept on it very tightly, but I never ex- accepted the uh, suicide idea. Any all. Anybody with a reasonably functioning brain cell or two could not accept that. No. At the time, I was uh, entertaining the idea that they slipped him out of there. Was there ever a body? Was there ever any proof that he was dead? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, there was a... Um, autopsy. Of course, who, who knows if he actually died in the cell, though? <laughs> you know? well, like my, I said, there are way too many people that had a lot of reason to uh, kill that guy. Way too many Especially people. A doctor, a doctor with his hand out could mm-hmm. do an autopsy on some bum off the street. You know, oh yeah, Epstein's dead. Yeah. But let me move off onto the other subject that I just felt like I wanted to talk about, and you can. You can probably talk me down off this one, but okay. I just want to ask you, you know, uh, the the Houthi rebels have been attacking our, uh, well, somebody's shipping out in the Red Sea. Yep, and everybody's having to move the uh, tankers around to avoid this. Yes. Well, Biden being a dumb dingbat mm-hmm. warned them. My point is, what good did it do to warn them? What, to warn the Houthis? Yes. What good do warnings do? Uh, I, if I were the deplorable and I was president, I wouldn't give them any warning. I'd just say, you didn't give us any warning. Here comes your bombs. No warning. You see, I'd vote for you for president, just for being that way. Screw, screw the warnings. That's, that's stupid. It's just Well, you have to remember, though, that there's a good percentage of the country right now that grew up not really being raised, but being watched. And everything's about collaboration and we're collaborating with one another and we're collaborating and we have to have a consensus. So I think the warning is probably about the consent. It's for the consensus people in the world. I I think when when Trump uh, hit the Syrians... I, if I'm not mistaken, there wasn't any warning. And, of course, he'll get a lot of incoming for for not giving warnings. Mm-hmm. But I vote for if they've done this to our shipping or to anybody's shipping, bang, they get their answer now. They will warn them later. And we know him as DP, Deplorable Patrick. Thanks, DP. KMED, KCMD, good morning. Hello, it's me again. Hi, Cherry. Hi, I just have to say a couple of things. First of all, I went to McDonald's. I don't even know if there's spit, if there's uh, gum in there, if there are rat parts. 
but I oh, went there. Oh, stop it. I it's perfectly there. it's perfectly fine no, food. No, okay. It is not. I went there, and I couldn't get out because I had to go to the restroom at least three times, and then I got in the car, and then I had to get back into the restaurant and go again. Then I got home, and I had to go, go, go. It's terrible. I, who knows what's in there? Okay, you're and, okay now. Come on, I, I'm I am not. No, I'm, I'm not, not even going. I'm, you know, you're telling me that you went in, you ordered your hamburger, and then you immediately started shooting. Sorry, no, not buying no, it from no, that. No, no, okay, I, I ate in the restaurant. Okay, you eat in the and restaurant, then, and then instantly. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it does it not work to. that way. And I'm usually, you know, bailed up. But anyway, <laughs> okay. that is – okay, so I called for a different reason. I'm warning the public – or I'm enlightening the public about DMV here in Medford, not Grand Fest, which is always empty, or I've heard all that. I'm not driving, you know, a, a million miles mm-hmm. to get into some empty place. But I went there yesterday. It's almost my birthday. Horrible thing to have to do to – renew your license. I got the real ID and the license together. And guess what? What? My husband came with me, you know, Joe, right? Yeah. Guess what he did? He did a twofer. I got mine done and his in the same, not appointment, but walk-in. Oh, I'm so glad now you have the ID that that if you were stupid enough to fly on an American airline these days, off you go, right? (laughs) No, no. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm I, at the point now where I when I'm I'm getting to the point where, uh, given that uh, you know, you know, we having the right answer on math tests for engineers would be racist these days. I'm getting to the point where maybe I'm just going to drive everywhere. Okay, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. But my point is, we we only waited a couple of hours, and we were twenty numbers away from being called. So that was a couple of hours. And I thought, well, can he renew his license, even though it's September of this year? Mm-hmm. And they said, sure, why not? Oh, so they you got it all done. All right. How much did it cost, by the way? I heard they raised the price. It cost me 84 for the for the two in one. Okay. It cost him 54 Okay. And so, uh, good experience. You know, what, what, you know what I'll be really curious about here? You know how we're uh, propagandized, uh, Cherry? That this is the real ID. This is secure stuff here. And do you think that the United States government would actually have an ID that is so secure and so legit that spies and government agents couldn't operate? Well, you know, in, in other words, I, we know so much about you that there's just no way that you could actually have a fake ID because it's so secure. Well, I had to have three, uh, I'm sorry, two pieces of proof of where I live. I had to have, uh, I had like three birth certificates. Oh, no, I get it. All I'm just saying is that just remember, when they talk about real ID, it's just real ID for the uh, cattle. For we sheeple, I know that that's what it really is. It's like you know, it's the uh, you know the the ownership tags. It's kind of like the equivalent of the ear tags for the cattle. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Jerry. 742. If you're on hold, I'll get right to you. It's open phones on Find Your Phone Friday. Take me anywhere you want. Just take me with you, okay? The phones are ringing at Fontana Roofing as word gets out about their metal roofing division. Let's be a fly on the wall. Yes, sir. That'll be ready for pickup on Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Thanks for the call. See you Tuesday. Let me guess. Another order for a metal roof pickup? Third one this week. Hmm. I'm getting pretty good at this. I'm feeling, um, pole barn in prospect. No. House in Hilt. Uh-uh. Garage in Gold Hill. Nope. Cabin in Keno. Colder. Riding arena in Rouge. Freezing. A fort in Fort Klamath? Brr. I'm so cold, I can't feel my toes. I was running out of alliterations. Well, you were on the right track. Warehouse in White City. Well, that was my next guess. Uh-huh. But I can choose the color. Go. Brown. No. Green. Eh. Try again. Gray. That's a big negatory ghost rider whether you'd like your metal roof manufactured and installed on site or you're picking up to do it yourself you can safely guess fontana roofing will create a metal roof that's perfect for your project visit fontanaroofingservices.com black fuchsia i'm done kmed kcmd news sponsored by millette construction specializing in foundation repair and replacement get on solid ground by visiting milletteconstruction.com Good morning, I'm Marcus Veal with your NBC5 morning news update. Skiers and snowboarders across the region took advantage of the snow to enjoy Mount Ashland's opening day Thursday. There wasn't enough snow to open during Christmas break, but this year's opening day was still extra special as it marked exactly 60 years since the ski area first opened. There's plenty of time to hit the slopes before the season wraps up in early spring, and there will be fun events and live music every Saturday until it closes. Even though roads may look clear in between these winter storms, remember to watch out for black ice. This dangerous thin layer of ice is completely transparent and can easily lead to accidents. Tire experts say studded tires give you more traction and help prevent slippage and minimize damage, but most people can't afford to change tires seasonally. There are some precautions you can take to help you stay safe on the road. In extremely hazardous conditions, always carry chains and use them when necessary. Also remember to increase your stopping distance and pump your brakes if you begin sliding. The Grants Pass School District has completed its new sensory playground at North Middle School. The playground includes accessible equipment for special needs students will be able to enjoy. The district says kids can find swings, a sensory wall, and a rubber tile surface. For local news anytime, you can head to our website, kobi5.com, or to our Facebook page, that's KOBI-TV and NBC5 for NBC5 News. I'm Marcus Veal. Have a fabulous weekend. This hour of The Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. One of each sold in 224482, MSRP 21615, 3500 due, Sportage VIN 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399 due, 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax title license, 150 registration processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 131.24. With brand new Kias starting at $159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just one 
$159 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls $159 a month. Sportages $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hi, I'm Jim with the Beauty Mark Salon and Glitter Bar, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. 746, if you've ever wanted to talk with several thousands of your best friends, just jump on it, 770-5633. It's open phones. And we have Washington Larry. Hello, Washington Larry. You wanted to talk about the uh, the Greenies wanting to reintroduce uh, Grizzlies into Washington State. Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I, I may have misled you. I think it was Oregon. Because uh, I, I listen to your program down there uh, quite a bit. But uh, I don't know if anybody – I wouldn't ask – well, maybe you could ask your uh, your superlative guest you had before that knows all about the weather and terrain. Oh, Mr. Outdoors. You know, I wasn't sure about the – because the news I was finding was that, uh, you know, uh, they were talking about returning Grizzlies to Washington State. That's what I thought you were talking about because I know that they were, you know, discussing that last month in uh, Seattle, you know, just in the uh, in the news and how it would – it would benefit the ecosystem because of the way the grizzlies dig. So just understand well, that as yeah. you're as you're being as you're being chewed as an, an hors d'oeuvre while you're camping in Washington State. Okay, <laughs> right. But uh, it, it seems like civilization's going backwards. They want to get rid of the dams that grows all your reservoir water and other things. But to me, uh, it doesn't make sense. And why don't you introduce the uh, Bengal tiger here and cobras? You know. Well, that well, that would be considered an invasive species. You know, essentially, uh, greens I think want to return life in the United States to uh, back when it was just absolutely brutish and hard. But they figure that they'll be living in their gated communities at that time. I, I think there may be a little exactly. bit of that going on. You know, yeah, with the, yeah, with machine guns there to protect themselves from the bears. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope you have a nice day, bro. I plan on it. I plan it. Uh, Washington, Larry, Tom's in talent. Hello, Tom. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I was wondering, have you ever listened to uh, Martin Luther King's uh, Riverside uh, speech, Riverside Church speech against the Vietnam War? I can't say I have, no. Hmm. I I used to play it every... uh, every year at his birthday on the radio when I was down down south, and um, very interesting. Uh, basically, the, what happened with him is that he he finally saw through the military-industrial complex that, you know, the Eisenhower warned, basically the, uh, the deep state, and he was spe- speaking out real strongly. It wasn't just against the uh, Vietnam War, but he was he was speaking about the kind of country that 
is just warmongering all over the planet. And he, and he described the United States government as the greatest purveyor of violence on the planet. And it was really speaking out against the deep state of his time. So you believe that's really why he was uh, taken down? Absolutely. I I remember one day I was uh, I was doing some housework and and had the radio on and uh, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it and then I'd hear uh, and they were playing his uh, that speech and then I said oh that sounds pretty good mm-hmm. okay what and I finally I stopped and I was stunned because I finally figured out why he was murdered by our government specifically uh, Hoover. And it was it wasn't about his his outreach with uh, so so you're not uh, buying Ray. the uh, James Earl Ray anything like that you know oh of course not no oh. that's 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 obviously okay. you know it's BS just as much as Oswald and so forth no I, I mean back in the 60s the government was uh, slaughtering people right and left to uh, silence them and uh, he Martin Luther King was part of it but I finally uh, as I listened to the speech I finally. Uh, for years, I wondered why did they make him a martyr about this? Because they know by killing uh, the the leader of the civil rights movement that um, uh, they would make him a martyr. And uh, and when I finally heard that speech, it just like but I was stunned because I finally realized where he had been going since that I have a dream speech. And he finally, he basically put it together, what was going on. And that's, and he was speaking out against it. And that's why they took him out. And uh, uh, it's a great, really is a great speech. Now I know as a, uh, you know, I think both uh, conservatives and leftists, uh, you know, have their different takes on it. Conservatives have been taught, well, he's a plagiarizer, he's a womanizer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But Martin- Yeah, yeah, he was uh, definitely a, a, a checkered a, a checkered individual. There's no, no doubt about that. Yeah. But, what do, what but, does bother me though is this trying is the is the right trying to rehabilitate him as some kind of conservative icon. That that, that kind of irritates me a little bit. Well, it, it, yeah. Well, I think the the corporate media, which is a branch of the military industrial complex that he was speaking out against, has really programmed uh, people. Uh, that way so that you don't listen to that speech and start to understand just how deep and deadly this de- the deep state is. All right. Well, I might just listen to that speech on your recommendation. I appreciate the call there. Thank you very much. Let me go to David Sabia from Phoenix. Hello, David. You wanted to talk about hey. the, you wanted to talk about the Pacific power uh, rate increases here and uh, allow me to just uh, let you know what they told us about this because it's what, 13% roughly speaking, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what the PUC said, uh, the media release said, the increase stems from an annual adjustment for power costs, which are markedly higher due to market volatility, as well as various additional Pacific Power rate filings, some that increased and others that decreased customer rates. What are your thoughts on that? Well, well, first of all, it makes a mockery of Janet Yellen saying that we're getting uh, inflation down to 2%. That's 13 mm-hmm. percent <laughs> inflation rate for, for me in my pocketbook. Uh, a lot of people don't really appreciate that. Even if you use less electricity, a little less electricity, you'll, your bill will still be the same. You're just 
you're just you're just going to get less electricity for the same amount of money. You're get, you're getting less for more. Is 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 just like shrinking the cans of a of a produce of uh, some kind of thing at the grocery store, going yeah. from 16 ounces to 10 ounces. Yeah, David. Once um, you know, for the last few years, the the total cost of electricity delivered to your outlet was about 11 cents a kilowatt hour. And I just got my bill, and it appears to be more in the neighborhood of closer to 14 to 15 percent. I'll have to get that out, you know, dig that out again, yeah. or 14 or 15 cents. And, you know, it, the Northwest was uh, was known for its really low reasonable power rates. and probably be, power. Yeah, exactly. But remember, hydropower under attack and also a big part of the baseload power used to be the Coleman uh, or not the uh, Coleman, the Boardman, the Boardman coal plant. And, of course, that's shut down, which means then Pacific Power has to go out on the market and they're looking for renewable energy, which is more. And, and by the way, it is more expensive because it has to be backed up with natural gas peakers and everything else. So there we go. Well, how did? How, how does blue sky power that my neighbors buy versus me cost more? But it comes from the same generator. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? I'm trying to. I'm really trying to do the physics on that. No, 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 that you, no. Do don't it. bother with the physics. All right. What what it what it's really all about is that it's a it's a financial agreement that you will. Uh-huh. You will intentionally overpay Pacific Power in order for them to buy renewable energy blocks. Now, those energy blocks, when they go into the grid, yeah, they're unidentifiable, but it's just, it's uh, it's essentially a uh, a green virtue signaling. I feel so much better to overpay, but yet, at the same time, aren't we told that the reason we should be going to renewable power is that it's practically free? Yeah. How is well, that? Then, then how can it be that blue sky costs so much so much more? I don't get that. I know. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to be humorous this time of morning. I know. I know. Modeling, but here's the thing that that blows my that this it really does frost me. But I'm but I'm in a jovial mood, so so okay. I'm not expressing hostility and anger. Yay. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, get on the bus with me this morning, and I'll give you some. Anyways. Anyways, um, the RVTD waits for me. Anyways, um, that's a song. Um, uh, if electric, if I am already cutting back yes. to save money, yes, and then they raise my rate, there's only so much that I'm going to be able to cut back. I got good windows. I have good doors. I have a reasonably good uh, domicile. Reasonably good, I said. Mm-hmm. Not perfect, but reasonably good. There's a certain place where, you know, you, I might as well just turn the power off and say to hell with it because you can't – I can't, like, every time I turn around, turn the light on, then turn around, turn the light off. I mean, I'm in the kitchen. The light's going to be on until I leave the kitchen. That's just the way it is. Hmm. How little can I use? And then they still raise the rate and my bill doesn't go – I'm saying, well, I'm going to save money. No, I'm, I don't save any money. If it's 50 bucks, I'm using 50 bucks worth of electricity. I quit using – I only use 40 bucks. But they raised the rate, so I'm still paying fifty. I'm not saving, and then tell me I'm saving money. I'm not. I, I think. I think you. Money. I think you figured out the uh, the joke, right? The joke on the people on, know, on the but PUC. Not laughing with my pocketbook. That's what makes me sad. Yeah, I, I understand <laughs> that. But you know, if uh, if worse comes to worse, uh, we can all go and stay in the warming shelters if it gets that bad oh, in the winter no. time. 
You're making me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you can go and visit visit all our. We can all be our best friends and go in the warming shelter. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir. Uh, we'll take one more call. Hi, KMED KCMD. Good morning. Hey, Bill. This is Bob Hayworth. Hey, Bob. How are you? I'm great. Now you know that a day without Bill Meyer is a day without sunshine. Oh. And I hear you're taking Monday off. Just Monday off. Just Monday. Well, because I actually prefer being here for President's Day. I like President's Day holiday. I like being on the air then. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I have my choice. I either take uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day off or President's Day. I'd, I'd rather be here for President's Day. So. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Over the holidays, we had the best of Markley Van Camp at Robbins, best of Lars Larson, best of Joe Pags. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm uh, not a fan of Hugh Hewitt, so he had guest hosts on. Um, but for Monday, I'm just wondering, why can't we have the best of Bill Meyer? Because the best of Bill Meyer would require me doing lots of work, and it's just me. Okay? Okay. In other words, I'm taking a day off. I I have no desire to uh, work another three or four hours today so that there's the best of me on Monday. Besides, I I just don't have that much ego. Okay? podcast. I can't take you down. All right, my friend. Thank you. And uh, and keep playing the banjo. All right. All right. Well, happy, happy day off. All right. I will.